You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out easyagentpro.com slash podcast. Welcome to In The Lead, episode 47. I'm Sean Dominski, and I'm here with Tyler Zai. And today we're talking about your content and what the heck you can do with it. Uh, we have seven avenues you can send your content down to get more traffic that is outside your regular blog or social media. But first, we want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, audible.com. You can get your free audiobook if you sign up at easyagentpro.com slash audible. And you have to sign up today, like right now. <laughs> I mean, it's countdown timer right now i'm just kidding uh but yeah each week we bring you like a resource or a book or something that's going to help you grow in your uh, grow your business build your business acumen uh something that we're reading and recommend uh what do we have this week tyler yeah so this week we have a book that kind of fits with this whole topic of content so we we, we talk about content and what that really means is just like video or text stuff online that's like helpful so that people like you and then do business with you which is one of the best ways to grow your business so uh the book this week is called save the cat um it's actually a book on screenwriting or cinema writing but the thing is like each chapter like the first chapter is like four elements for writing a winning log line and all log line is is like the hook of every movie right and if you're making videos or writing stuff without a hook even in real estate, like you're, you're in bad shape. Like you, st- you can't just write. Um, and, and I see a lot of agents do this. They send me their first blog post and it's something like, um, how to buy a home. Mm-hmm. There's no hook there. There's no how to buy a home for less, how to buy a home faster, how to buy a home easier, how to buy a first home, like for a first time home buyer in San Diego, even though prices have like five X in the last, like, 20 years, right? Like you've got to have that log line, that hook, something in there. And so this book, it's it's really super short. The font is huge. There's like tons of like graphics like this that are big and easy to understand. But um, in real estate, it's all about your story. You're selling the exact same thing that every other real estate agent is selling in your area. In Pennsylvania, how many realtors are, or real estate agents, realtors are there in Pennsylvania, Sean? Do you know offhand? I don't know if it, I think in my county, I think I saw the the number 2000. I don't know if that's so 2, my 2000 in your county. How many people live in your county? Like, oh uh, gosh, like 50,000 maybe. So 50,000 people in your county and 2000 real estate agents in your county. That sounds, it might be a little bit more than 50, it might be a hundred thousand. Okay. In my cool. So like, like, but yeah, everyone gets the point, right? You the this, the key distinguishing factor between being a top producer, being someone making thirty k, and being someone making like ten k a year, um, is their story, and like right. you know, there are a lot of things that tie into that. Like Tom Ferry would come on the show and say, "You've got to like deliver great service and um, all this other stuff and back that up," and and that's all true too. But that all feeds into the story, and so this is a great book on how to come up with great stories for your business. So. Wow, I really cool. can't recommend it enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I paused too soon. The can't recommend it enough. I recommend it. <laughs> Sweet. All right, guys. So that's called uh, Save the Cat uh, on screenwriting. Um, and uh, writing. Yeah, it's and by it's- Blake Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R. 
I mean, really what you're describing is is copywriting, but from a modern storytelling perspective. Yeah, that- copywriting, I think it's a little, I think people get like conflate it with copywriting. They, they're, they're like copywriting. In, they think about copywriting. They start trying to think of how can I convert people and slowly and really quickly that turns into like, how can I trick people into doing business with me? And so I don't like, honestly, easier than pro, we've probably written two or three pieces about copywriting just because I think the word, um, has been confused by agents to be thought of as like, how can I trick people into doing business with me? And this is like, how can I tell a story that gets across my point so that more people like do business with me? And I think that's a lot better of a place to come from. And I think you'll see a lot better results with that. Nice, nice. All right, cool. Well, yeah, well, that goes right into the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, And, you know, we talk a lot about content. We talk about the importance of taking, of sharing your knowledge and expertise, turning into content. So it not only helps your clients and your your marketplace, but gets you more exposure online, Uh, kind of regardless of your traffic source, really content, you know, storytelling, copywriting, whatever kind of version of that you want to you want to put out there is going to help you whether or not you're looking for search engine traffic, you're looking for social media exposure. Even if you're doing paid ads, you're still going to want some form of content that kind of sets you apart. Because just that, you know, we talked a lot about landing pages, but just a, uh, you know, people aren't as interested like, wow, a webinar? Really? Like, (laughs) like there's there's enough content out there. You have to differentiate it. Um, and you have to do it kind of on the front end, not like, hey, sign up and I, I promise you this is going to be something pretty good. It's like, OK, well, what is it? What's going to differentiate yourself? And so what I wanted to talk about was kind of aside from posting to your blog or social media, what else can you do with your content and how else, you know, if you put forward, put forth the effort, maybe you spend hours working on a piece of content, what else, how else are you going to get a return on that besides just, you know, the social media on uh you know, posting it on your social media, the SEO on your blog, um, what other areas, you know, make that content important? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get, let's get this out of the way and get really real here, like for a little bit. Um, So content, I feel like we catch a lot of flack for talking about this stuff in a new way. But I just want to like point this out that this, this overarching strategy, we're about to talk about content, storytelling, your brand um, way back when it was like impressions and billboards and what like story you're telling. Like none of this stuff, not to swear, none of this has changed, right? We right. could, Sean and I, we could transport ourselves back to 1970, 1950, 1930. And like the, the, the tactical means of doing this change all the time, right? Like today it's Facebook, like 20 years from now will be a Snapchat and like 20 years after that it'll be like, you know, this this virtual reality will have like goggles on and what like the, that stuff changes and what doesn't change is like helping people in crafting a story while you do that in order for them to do business with you. Like it's, it's give to get and like that's something that's never changed. That's why two weeks ago we talked about how Barbara Corcoran like started the Corcoran report to establish her name so that people did business with her. It's just all the same stuff, guys. Like, like I don't know how many ways we can say that, but it's like this is all the same stuff. And today we're going to dive into like seven ways you can do it in 2016. But really, this is like they're just tactical things that this overarching strategy has always worked. Right. And, and the other thing, too, with the Corcoran report, like another thing that we talked about was this doesn't necessarily work now. That worked great 
then because it was different, it, you know, they put a lot of effort to put that together. So the whole idea, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to spend, you know, a couple bucks a month and get something auto generated for me. And that's going to work. Like <laughs> Corcoran. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, because there's a direct correlation between the amount of effort, time, work, creativity you put into something and how much it's going to differentiate you from the market. And, so, and, and not even that, but like, it's not just like how much time and effort you put into that, but like, the thing you got to study from Bar is like she did that while everyone else was doing something else. That's what right. you got to take away. Not I'm going to copy exactly what she did, right? Like you, exactly. you got to copy the spirit in which she did it, not the actual end result, right? You know, so so like that's what the seven things we're going to talk about today sort of tie into. Right. Yeah. And I made a I made a list of seven different ways that, you know, you can re kind of repurpose, repurpose right. your content, although I feel like that's being so overused nowadays, too. Um, and I'm kind of ramping up here. So we're going to start with one of the simplest, you know, kind of like the simplest, least effective to the most, you know, to the more complex, most effective ways of doing that. Um, you know, like the first one was create a FAQ page uh, linking to your most valuable post. Nice. So you have the post on your blog. You're you're putting them you know, like you're, you're putting that on social media, create another page that links to those posts and gives people a reason, you know, a way to find it, you know, create that frequently asked, frequently asked questions page. Um, not only are you linking different pages to your sites together, but you're creating another piece of content that's kind of linking to those to the content that you've already created. And a lot of people, they want to see those that frequently asked questions. They want to, they, you know, they don't know what blog posts to check out. So having kind of like a rundown of your different posts, whether it's an FAQ or just like a rundown of local of, of other posts is going to help get that traffic back to, you know, to, to get that traffic from bouncing around visiting those other posts on the site. Yeah, and, and like, it's, it's just a great, so let's say 10, 10 questions every first time home buyer, like that, that's your FAQ and it links to 10 other blogs that answer those 10 questions. Like that's a great piece that you can then put on Facebook and boost to, you know, everyone on your email list, boost to everyone who's visited your website, boost to everyone who likes your page. Like there are just so many ways on Facebook like via ads that you can get eyeballs to that. And that's what goes to the book we talked about, to everything we talked about, like um, leading up to this, that's, that's a way in 2016 using the language of communication in 2016 that you can really start to help people and start to define your brand then you'll get people instead of like getting leads that you have to call and nurture you'll get people calling you saying hey i'm moving from san diego to pennsylvania and sean i read your faqs and that's like like i've been reading them for the last three months and like i need to buy a home i'm moving now can you help me like that that's a completely different conversation than like some random person filling out a form right right and on the topic of random people filling out forms, <laughs> the, uh, the number, the, the second one was take that, take your best content, the stuff that you think everyone needs to needs to read, and put it into a targeted autoresponder. Yeah, that can take some time to set up if you're using like Mailchimp or GetResponse or something like that. But basically, whenever you tag someone as a buyer, out comes a five to ten part series of things to know when buying a house, linking back to different. Uh, different buyer articles and home search articles that are pretty much pillar content that y you know that you know you're you want your buyers to read and understand um, whether it's someone that you're already working with or someone that's a prospective buyer uh, and then you can start building these things to make them more specialized first-time home buyers investment buyers 
move up buyers, downsizing buyers, and yeah. then all the sellers. <laughs> and that's a great, I mean, like, I think people highly underestimate the people of, like, buyers who've talked to you about buying a home but are still in that process. Like, get MailChimp's, is it 10 bucks, 5 bucks a month for the autoresponder version? I know they have a free version, but it's, then for yeah, the sequences... Ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month. So for ten bucks a month, then all your people you're doing, you just throw them on the one that's for them, and then they get good emails that are helpful. They're not going to go find another agent. Then you're too valuable. You've already helped them too much, and it was for ten bucks a month and for writing five emails once. Right? That's 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 a pretty low bar. Like you could do that today while writing. Like. I think too many people sit listening to our content instead of actually like making their own stuff. Like, like right. listen to this, pick one of these seven and then go execute on it like a little right. bit. Absolutely. All right. So number three, take a great blog post. You know, one of those epic blog posts that took you a whole lot of time to write, turn it into an ebook and offer yeah. that on your site. Um, that's super simple. And honestly, it doesn't take that much work. It's just print as PDF. And now you have an ebook. Yeah, um, you can make it in, you know, PowerPoint that creates ebooks. You can make it in Word. You can make it. Uh, there are ebook creators online. There's, it's pretty easy to do. And all you've got, and really, it's just like, like, to sort of continue this trend, I've sort of started here. Like this ebooks and like saving PowerPoints as PDFs and calling them ebooks is the same thing as like in 1995 printing out like. A, go- a first-time homebuyer pamphlet, like it's the same thing, right? Like that helped people then. This is how people want to be helped now. Make a nice, helpful thing. Maybe even hire a grad, like a grad student graphic designer at your local community college, and have them throw some nice graphics for each of your ten points on there. Like that cost you what fifty bucks for you know buy them some pizza and some beer or I don't know. Pepsi and like they'll make you it. So like don't buy them if they're not of age though. That we are not we're not recommending that. Last week on a show I recommended texting and driving. Now we're recommending like yeah buying people beer. (laughs) Anyway, some money that they can do what they want with. Exactly. We definitely gave one. And and on the topic of 1995, another another thing that we often forget about is take that content and turn it into a seminar. That would be number four here. Um, Create that offline seminar. If you've created the you know the guide to the four four best mortgages for first time home buyers will then do a seminar on the four best mortgages for first first time home buyers you know find a local meetup who are looking for guest speakers put something on in your office put something out there on facebook uh, get three or four people in a room, give your little seminar, and then you know ask them for questions. I guarantee you, even if it's only a half hour worth of content, yeah. the questions alone will go on for another 30 minutes or so. And just doing that and having that activity and putting on those regular seminars will start to build that trust in your community and will help differentiate yourself as an agent. And I was reading this 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 great book. Um, I think it was about copywriting. I can't remember which one, but it was saying that this guy, this real estate agent was, it wasn't a real estate, but it was just a copywriting book. The example was real estate. He bought, he, he approached the local TV station. He's like, here's an hour long presentation of me giving this like webinar or seminar for first time home buyers. This was in the nineties. So it wasn't a webinar, it was a seminar. And just play it whenever you don't have an ad slot or content on late night TV. And like he would do that and they would charge him next to nothing because they did nothing to fill that slot with. And then you'd wake up with like, come list me calls because these people who had insomnia were watching late night TV, watched a seminar and called them, right? Well, let's, let's talk about 2016. How can you do that? Okay, Facebook videos. 
you can get retargeting views for like one to two cents per view on a video. We did that, like let that sink in. That's one or two pennies. Like we don't even like if I drop a penny on the way to Starbucks today, like I'm not going to pick it up. Like like set up a one dollar a day budget and for a dollar a day get people to watch that video on Facebook. You're gonna get some calls over the course of a six month period with that. Then on YouTube, the same thing. Like put in the title some keywords that are related to your area and first time home buyers, your area and investment buyers, your areas and move up buyers, like whatever it is. And then like put that seminar there and run some YouTube ads to it. There you can get views. I think like the going rates like five to ten cents per view if you're running ads. Like it's it's easy to do this. It's the same stuff that worked ten years ago, twenty years ago, except now it's made for 2016. Just like give that seminar, record it, and throw it up there. Right, right, yeah. So so the offline seminar is a nice transition onto the online webinar, yep. which I would recommend starting with offline and then turning into a webinar. I think too many people jump into the webinar thinking it's some magic bullet, but really it's just another way to repurpose your content. The, the, the platform itself isn't going to necessarily, you know, it's, there's no magic in the webinar. It's really the content, whether it's online, offline. The other thing I was going to say is create a course around it. Yeah. So you have the seminar, you have the webinar, create a course around it, break it down into modules and let people kind of uh, figure it out. One platform that, you know, just so you, you have the actual avenue, a platform to recommend is something like Udemy. On Udemy, I think anyone can create a course. They can, it can, it can be pretty simple. Um, you can put up a price, you can make it for free, but either way, you can send it out to your, uh, to your audience and you are now a published teacher on Udemy. And so even if it's just your, you know, social media, blog visitors, your marketplace that are, that is seeing that it's still getting you on a shelf, you know, yeah, and it's building the credibility. Exactly. And maybe someone takes it. That's not in your marketplace, but Hey, it's not, there's no cost to you for someone to view your content, just like YouTube or, or Facebook or anything like that. Um, so, okay. So that was, so number six was create that course, put it on something like, like Udemy. Uh, no, that was number five. <laughs> number six was start a column in your local paper. Now, this is one of those things that I feel like has been around for this has been around for decades. But yet, as long as there's still local papers, which right now, I don't know about your area, but in mine, we still have newspapers. Mm -hmm. It might be going away. I'm not going to say we're it's always going to be around. So if someone's listening to this in like five or ten years, <laughs> I think we're we're, we're we're crazy, but you know there still are newspapers and they need content. Um, my fa my my favorite strategy would instead of focusing on like a large city paper, focus on something that's more local, like very local. We have these newspapers that are mostly ads. There's some content and it's like, but they're like sent to your house every every week for free. It's not even like you go to the grocery store and buy it. It's called like the community courier, and there's always like pictures of kids winning spelling bees. Well, something <laughs> like that. If you already have the content and show them this is what you have, I don't know if they'll make you like take out an ad, but if they if the if they're going to if they're going to bring you on and put it as editorial content, if the, even if you have to pay for it, it's going to be dirt cheap. Yeah, it's going to be cheap and it's going to like I think people overestimate the value of getting on something big like Google and they underestimate the value of dominating, crushing something small like 
the local paper or the local supporting a local like um, dog show. Like the smaller, the more niche it is, the more potent power. Like um, we wrote an article a year ago and today it was just published uh, in the Florida National Realtor Associated Magazine or something. Someone sent me a picture. Of it. I didn't even know they were doing it, right? They took our stuff and put it in the news, in the magazine or newspaper. Now people are going to see that, more exposure, more people Googling, and it just feeds that uh, flow of people through your business, your, your, your ownership there. And uh, all it is is just being helpful. And the, sometimes the more helpful in the smaller way you are, the better it is in the, in the long run. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Would you be able to uh, link to that screenshot? Or Maybe. Or? I, I don't know. Someone sent me a picture of it as they were reading it, so I don't, I don't even know if it's online, but I'll, I'll try to find something to it. Yeah. Well, if you can, add that picture. That'd be cool yeah. to see. Or just privately send it to me. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right, cool. And the last one is, you know, and this was actually kind of the idea that I, I, that, that kind of started the, the train of thought, which was the idea. Of, we've talked about guest posting, but... Her, but, but but sometimes it's hard to know. Well, where should I guest post? If you're if you're uh, if you're Dustin Brom, you're getting guest post on on Inman.com, which is definitely cool. But maybe there's different ways that you can do it on a more local, tangible level. So what I was thinking is guest post on your vendors, websites, and blogs. Yeah. Now I know you're thinking like, well, none of my like my mortgage guy doesn't blog or anything. It's like, well, maybe maybe not. Start asking, start uh, looking around. You're going to have with all the vendors that agents run into, you know, mortgage uh, pros, home inspectors, photographers, staging, contractors, painters, title companies, attorneys, some of those. Now, you know, your stager probably blogs, your real estate attorneys probably don't. But but your photographer is probably on Instagram and Snapchat, like trying to build their business, doing the exact same stuff that we're talking about here. Like team the heck up with those people. They need, they need exposure the same way you do and your circles probably aren't the same people. So merge those two circles. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as you're creating that content, create a guest post on their site or, or maybe it's like not even on their blog. Maybe it's just an informational piece that they can link to. Yeah, on and their if you don't want to write a guest post, create videos together and like co-market them. If you're, if you have a photographer that you're close with and they do wedding stuff, like help them do that better. And then those wedding, guess what happens after people get married? They buy a house. <laughs> Right? Exactly. Like, so go partner up with that wedding photographer who also takes real estate photos for you because they're a great source of business. <laughs> yeah. And, and most likely they're more active in this marketing stuff than you are and are a great resource. And that's going to help. And they're probably help. good at the stuff you're not good at. Like they're probably great at photos and you're probably great at like being on camera on a video. Right. It, yeah. Those two things work really well together sometimes. <laughs> really like minimizing what, what they do because yeah. they now they now you have expertise that they can share with their audience that might be outside of their own personal expertise. And that in the long run is gonna do way more benefit than just getting linked to on Inmin or, or something like that. Like yeah. your your article in, in was it Florida or Texas Associated? Oh, it was Florida something. Yeah, that's that's great, but you know sometimes the national exposure isn't as powerful as that local exposure because yep. now people, their friend is a photographer and they're working with this real estate. Now it's that recommendation, that referral, that's just so powerful on the local level when with so much, you know, in a world of so much noise and you know. Yeah, exactly. That local niche and owning that small stuff helps you cut through the noise. So those are seven tips. We'll uh, write it up on the site. And you can go check it out, easyadempro.com slash blog. Uh, maybe just Google. We'll call it something like seven tips for um, 
content outside of your blog. Just Google that and you'll find it. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find that written down and then pick one. And I really encourage you to like take action on that today. Absolutely. And guys, if you haven't gotten, if you don't have your own lead capturing, sorry, you know, lead attracting website, <laughs> we talked about that in a previous episode. If you don't have your own lead attraction content platform to be sharing this stuff on, definitely head over to Easy Agent Pro, uh, schedule a demo, talk to one of us about how we can get you set up with that uh, and, you know, get that up and running for your business. Thanks for listening to In The Lead. If you've enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content like this, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com.